everybody. Welcome to EduMatch. Thank you for joining us. We are here for the third episode of our EduMatch triple play tonight. So super, super excited. I get to chat with my good buddy, Ninmara Cologne. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. So, um, so could you tell us a little bit about you for those who don't know you already? Because I need to get to know you. Oh, awesome. I'm so excited to be here. So again, my name is Lenara Cologne. Um, some people know me by Lynn. I currently serve as the Director of English Learner Programs and Services in Northern Virginia um, for a large school division. We have 97 schools. Prior to that, I was a principal of an elementary school, which I call my little Disney World because we were all about creating magical moments for students. Um, I was an assistant principal prior to that and a teacher at a Title I school and in Texas. And then um, prior to that, I did a little bit of social work. Uh, born and raised in Puerto Rico, living the American dream and just excited to make magic happen for all students. That is awesome. So we are super excited to have you here. So thank you so much for coming back and joining us. And I have to tell everybody, we did this a few months ago, but my internet was acting crazy. So Linmara was so sweet to uh, to reschedule. So really, really, really appreciate your time and appreciate you being here. I uh, want to give a quick shout out to Lizette and to Valerie who are watching right now and they're saying hello. Um, so yay. <laughs> so could you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to go into education? Okay, so uh, my mom was a teacher, so I was uh, raised in a family of educators. Actually, my grandmother was uh, the high school custodian, and my aunt was in education as well, so this came naturally. I fought the feeling, I must say, um, because I went to school for social work, you know, that teacher's kid of, no, I'm not going to do this, and ended up doing it um, anyways in my social work her days. Uh, part of my role was going to schools to observe students who were suspected to have a disability. And that's when I uh, kind of got intrigued about, hmm, you know, the engagement sometimes was getting in the way, or I saw that students have more potential than what uh, the parents or other educators were seeing. So that's what led me into becoming a, a teacher and I do not regret it. I, I will tell you, Sarah, there's not a day that I wake up and I question my purpose. I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, supporting students, teachers and, and principals is a passion of mine. And I just, I just love it. I feel like I'm living in purpose. That is awesome. That is awesome. And definitely like you, you are, you are just like exemplifying it. Like every time I get to <laughs> chat with you, then I mean, just your passion for education comes through. So, so uh, tell us about some of your educational passions. So I'm very passionate, passionate about English learners. And the reason is I'm an English learner myself uh, in my role now supporting the 97 schools that we have in our division. Uh, I get to influence a lot of the process, which is exciting, and I'm truly living the the dream. Uh, years ago, I said, okay, I love education. How can I uh, use my story to impact people and inspire people? And I love being a principal. And then when, when this position came, I said, oh my, this is the perfect opportunity to let kids that look like me and have the same experiences that I've had know that that there's hope and that they can too do great things so 
I am passionate about that. I'm passionate about technology and just making a difference uh, for the kids that are going to be taking care of us because you and I will retire one day and uh, our our lives are in the hands of our students. So yeah, anything that's education and, you know, just helping kids grow, I am passionate about it. That's what's up. Love it, love it, love it. And Valerie and Lizette as well, they are cheering you on in the uh, <laughs> on the YouTube live. So definitely wanted to, to awesome. thank them for tuning in. So yeah, so we uh, we first connected online, but uh, in December, we, we finally met face-to-face -face at VISTI. So you are on the VISTI board. Please tell us a little bit about what you do there. Uh, yes, uh, amazing group. And I am so grateful for them because they have allowed me to bring some of those passions to the conversation at, at the board level. So a lot of my, my work is uh, just share my voice about advocacy and making sure that the kids that usually don't have don't go without. I'm excited about a new task force that um, we're gonna have soon and it's about you know diversity. So I'm sure that you'll love that. But uh, they've been very receptive so, to what I have to say in regards to our district, because it's a very large district. Um, and I've also learned about how it looks like in, in rural areas and, and how does access look like for our students. So, yes, diversity, equity, uh, and just um, sharing what it looks like technology-wise for, for English learners. So a little bit of, of everything. Absolutely. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. So we've, we've had some great conversations on Voxer about uh, surrounding technology to support language acquisition. And uh, Lizette was saying in the chat that she is very passionate about those uh, things as well. So definitely, I've told you all about each other. So, so would love uh, if you all connect. But also, if you could tell us about how educators might best leverages uh, might best leverage, excuse me, resources, um, technolo technological resources with English learners. Oh, I, we've talked about the toolkit. I am so excited about the Department of Ed uh, toolkit and how it will support our teachers and even our principals, right? Because we have people in the classroom who are just used to this work. And then you have the principals who are making the financial decisions and, and a, a lot of those um, you know, decisions that will impact kids. So I'm excited about that. I will tell you, uh, to answer your question, we just had uh, a session with Apple where our teachers came and they went to stations and saw how uh, different technology tools can support else in the classroom. And it was almost like playground. And my heart was singing because I, I saw them experience what I would hope happens in classrooms for, for our kids. So we look at software and how that would look like for our else, right? And that they don't necessarily have to be in baby-like type of software to acquire language. Uh, we talked about apps and creating books um, and then, you know, words, how you can listen to words and type words, how the collaboration looks like when it comes to to technology. So there's a lot of tools there, but I think that what we can do to support the language acquisition surrounding technology is really have deep conversations where administrators are at the table, central office staffs at the table, and teachers are at the tables because uh, th those people sitting together, 
in having these conversations, I think it's what's important so that when we go to classrooms, we see how it looks like and not make assumptions uh, about what's happening or, or what's best for our kids. But we all, we all need to be in this journey together. So I would say let's advocate first and educate those making the decisions so that the right resources end up in the hands of our elves. Absolutely. So advocating, educating. I love it. Love it. Love it. And everyone coming to the table to uh, to have those conversations. That is fantastic. And another thing that you said that I loved um, about how the apps, um, you know, they're they're higher level thinking apps. You know, there's the creation. Um, so I think that that is just so important. Um, so absolutely. So we were talking about. Um, an idea that you had that that I just I just loved it. Um, you were you were saying one thing that you would love to see is future ready L's. So if you could tell us a little bit about what that might look like. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, it's a dream of, of mine. Uh, you know, I I think we need more representation in robotics, in STEM, in coding, and that's why I think it's important to have those conversations because sometimes we think we have the club and that's it but are we digging deeper and and looking at who's part of the club are we providing access right and are we sending the flyer in english and not in spanish so that our uh, you know our families know or translating uh the flyers and then just providing those opportunities for our students because we know that language is going to take time and, and it's okay right we know that for a fact but we also know that our kids have potential and that we need to get them career ready. And in this case, I'm in Virginia and that they're also part of the Virginia profile of a graduate. So what are we doing to make sure that they are prepared to hold those jobs as well uh, when we are having you know, these experiences? And I know for me, it's very important to, to make sure that they're prepared for specialty programs in our school division, um, that they are ready to take those advanced classes that are more of what I can do technology-wise, right? I might not speak the language, but I can show you what I can do with a computer. I can show you what I can do with coding. Um, I can, you know, go to a makerspace and blow your mind away without having to, to speak a lot of English. So um, just paying attention to those details and making sure that we're intentional about providing access to our kids so that they can too can thrive. Yes, absolutely. So making sure that everyone has an invitation to the table and that everyone is reflected at the table. So awesome, awesome, awesome. Stay tuned, we'll be right back with more learning. Danny's Favorites is a book about sibling rivalry and exceptionalities and autism and love. And I hope that all families can read it and find joy in it. And I also hope that children who read it will be able to get kind of an insider view of how other people that have exceptionalities experience life and how their family dynamics are the same and different to um, maybe what yours are. So 
I hope that you really enjoy the book and I can't wait to hear all the feedback. Thank you for learning and growing with Edumatch. So shifting gears a little bit, uh, I'm super excited for this because I got to get a sneak peek. But tell us about your book that's coming out shortly. I'm so happy. Tell us, tell us about that. Oh, I am, I am super, super excited. Uh, you read it. It's, uh, it's. I feel like I'm having a baby Sarah, because uh, it, there's a lot of vulnerability in the book, and um, also uh, I share my story, and it's about empowering girls just to do whatever they believe they can do and not letting the world determine their worth but just growing confident and while i think that we have made progress and and i feel like i have people that have believed in me no matter what i think we have a little you know uh, we can do a little bit better uh, making sure that they're represented and that they have access to to things that are not quite there yet. So um, I wrote the book with Adam Welcome. He's the co-author of Kids Deserve It. And it's just a beautiful piece of work. So I'm excited. It'll be out, I think, June. And yes. Oh, I yeah. I, I'm just so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm excited for you. Like, I love it. I love it. Like, I remember when I was like going through it and, and uh, you know, reading it, I was just like, oh my goodness, this is, this is great because it's it's pretty much saying like whatever our girls want to do then you know help them do it like they can do it they have that knowledge they have the desire so encourage them um you know sometimes it might be us getting out of the way for some people you know mm -hmm. so i mean this this is great this is great so i i can't wait until it's released great oh, great no, work no i am i am excited I, again and i think there's been we've made strides but we have to let our girls know that they they can too rule the world and and as adults and mentors i we can do a lot of things also to support them and make sure that they feel confident going into stem roles right that um they can raise their hand they can have a seat at the table and not feel uh, like i i mean i write in the book that even with this position you kind of question yourself is this really happening to me Am I worthy of this? Wow, um, I don't. Something is wrong. Nothing is wrong. So stop the movie. Hit pause. You deserve a seat at the table, and you can too raise your hand and and have an opinion and be respected. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm excited, and I'm also excited about what this could do for our girls growing up, uh, and then you know have this community rallying around and saying, hey. You're pretty awesome. You can do anything you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's reminding me of Beyonce, like, you know, run the world, girls. We run <laughs> the world. You go, yes, absolutely. So that is awesome. I am super excited for that. So congratulations to you and congratulations you. To, to Adam as well. So great, great work. So what are some other awesome things that we can expect to see from you in the near future? Huh. I have 20,000 projects in my head, right? That are brewing in my head. Uh, but right now I'm very focused uh, professionally when it comes to Els about this future ready vision. I wanna make sure that 
my kids, uh, meaning all 90,000 uh, in the school division, we have 29,000 else uh, stand a better chance because I'm the leader of the department. I, I can't sleep just crafting this amazing vision where they all have access and, um, you know, have have a chance at a better education and collaborating with my colleagues in IT to make that happen. Um, I'm collaborating with Apple as well to make sure that we bring amazing school, uh, amazing things to the school division. Um, and then, you know, uh, presenting for uh, different conferences, just sharing my story and, and letting educators know that while sometimes it doesn't, the growth doesn't happen as fast as we want to see. That doesn't mean that teachers are doing a great job and that our kids are learning. Uh, it took me years and I still consider myself an L level six. I'm not transitioning to, to you know, exiting the program uh, soon, but that's, that's part of who I am. And I'm always learning. And I know that teachers sometimes get frustrated because we have these measurements that the state put in place. And when kids are not reaching that number, uh, they feel that they're not doing a good job, but kid, kids are making growth. Um, and I'm just trying to spread that message around the country when I'm given the opportunity to present and just uh, giving people in the field hope so that they can continue to do what's best for our kids. Absolutely. I love that. Now, did I hear you say you have 29,000 L's in a district of 90,000 students? Yes. Wow. So that's like one in three students pretty much. Yes. Wow. That is, wow. Yes. Oh, I know. I know. And I, my goal is to make sure that uh, we have magical experiences for all because it doesn't do us any good if one school is doing Disney and another one is doing Six Flags. Uh, and I, I'm blessed to work in an amazing school division. Uh, but then again, around the country, they're, they might, my kids might move to a different division where they are not used to having that many L's. So they can lose as a result. So, so speaking in different, you know, at different conferences and just meeting people and sharing my story and best practices, uh, hopefully will guarantee that no matter where kids go to, they will have access to that magical experience because we're in this together. Awesomeness. So yes, I love, love, love what you were saying. So Lizette is asking the name of your book. So, um, and she also had a follow-up question after that, but uh, could you tell us the name of your book, please? Empower Our Girls. Empower Our Girls. Love it. Love it. So she asked, how did you transition um, from being in the classroom to being an administrator? Uh Wow. So it's always someone that that inspires you. Right. <laughs> and then you're asking yourself, OK, how did I end up here? Uh, but I was a teacher and my my principal at that time uh, gave me a lot of leadership opportunities. And it, it's now thinking back, is Lizette the one that had the question? Lizette. Um, <laughs> I I've always said that I've been wanting to do greater. Uh, and, and I always say, if I can't change it where I'm at, I'm going to look for the next opportunity where I can have an impact on the things that I think are going wrong. So um, I went to school to become an administrator and became an assistant principal. Uh, 
after teaching, I think it was eight years, um, at, at the same school where I was. And then after three years, I, I became a principal, but always, you know, um, having mentors and just asking, what do I need to do? Where do you see me? And, and allowing people to give me feedback. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And thank you so much for, for taking the time and, and just being here with us. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, no, thank you. It's always, always, always a pleasure to learn from you. Uh, it's always awesome chatting with you. And uh, just wanted to um, wanted to thank Lizette and Valerie also for watching live and chiming in with their questions and comments. So that was awesome. Um, in addition, we're going to put this out on Facebook as well as as a podcast so within the coming weeks so definitely look out for that so thank you to everybody in advance we'll be listening and watching there um just want to give a few quick shout outs before we close out tonight so number one shout out to jeff kubiak whose one drop of kindness is up for pre-order on amazon whoop, whoop. so that's going to be coming out may the third and uh it's a children's book about spreading the message of kindness and love so awesomeness. Also shout out to Rochelle Denae Polt, who's um, in other words, book will be released on, or I'm sorry, will launch on April 18th. It's already out there, but you didn't hear from me. So <laughs> definitely check that out. Um, the Kindle will be released on April 18th and the paperback is already up. Um, in addition, probably tomorrow, you all will see a pre-order dropping from Dr. Nicole Howard and myself. So we connected our master's students on two coasts, the East Coast uh, and the West Coast, and uh, they collaborated to create a book together. So that one is called To Whom It May Concern, uh, Essays for Educators by Educators. So definitely check that out. Next week we are off, but we will be on with the Rewind. So come back on Sunday, regular time, 6 p.m. Eastern, podcast with an s.edumatch.org forward slash tweet talk and we will have a rewind an episode from 2015 um the twitter chat questions will be going on and you can watch the live panel so that's going to be a lot of fun so thank you everyone for joining us and uh we'll see you on sunday so have a great one Edge match, don't miss edge match, don't miss edge.